I'm here with Mark Hurtigan, who is a senior operating partner at New State Capital Partners. Mark, great to have you on. Can you give us a little bit of an overview of first, what is New State, and maybe like a couple minutes on your background? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Jordan. So uh, New State Capital Partners, we're a middle market private equity fund. We've got two funds, approximately 700 million assets under management, uh, multiple portfolio companies, uh, no real industry focus, although we do uh, have several investments in technology uh, and as well as infrastructure, construction, and, and manufacturing. And you're COO of a company called NW, NWN. NWN. Yep, what NWN uh, IT. So NWN is a technology-enabled services company, uh, and it's it's one of our one of our larger investments at New State, and it's a it's a great company. We provide technology solutions for things that are actually absolutely relevant today. Collaboration, so uh, WebEx. You find communications as a service, so all those things, chat, text, email, everything you need to be productive uh, from the hardware all the way up to the, to the networking and then monitoring and help desk. So it's a one-stop capability. Awesome. So before we dive into that a little bit deeper, can we rewind and just kind of get the overview of your career? Like, where yeah, did you start off? Yeah, so I started my career as an aviation officer in the, in the Army. Uh, I flew Apache helicopters. I did that for about eight years, and I, I was always a pilot, but I also focused a lot on maintenance and logistics. Uh, so I was uh, a company commander, did two tours in Iraq, uh, and then after I, I left the Army, I uh, went into management consulting. So I was at Bain, and I uh, worked on a lot of private equity deals at, at Bain for a while. Moved into venture capital for a bit, worked for a family office managing their investments, uh, and then went off into a much bigger world into uh, Honeywell Aerospace. So I've gone from very large organization like the Army, smaller organizations like Bain and, and iGroup uh, back into this, you know, the, the, the big uh, Fortune 100, Fortune 50 company at Honeywell. And there I worked on in the aerospace group uh, where I was a product manager and a general manager of different types of aircraft electronic systems, primarily around safety. Nice. Um... So it's interesting, you've had a lot of your career, I mean, starting off in aviation, and then you had a chance to work on that with, with Honeywell. Yeah. Um, you know, I, let's dive straight into it. Um, I mean, the thing on everyone's mind is with the new kind of healthcare considerations in the U.S. and people are on yeah. lockdown, you know, right. the entire economy is being affected. Um, you know, being the COO of one of the largest portfolio companies for New State, you know, I, I can only imagine what you and the rest of the team and the rest of the portfolio is going through. Um, can you kind of walk me through what did the first, you know, 30 days look like? How did you, I mean, what, just where did you start? Right. Well, you know, of course, 30 days ago, I don't think anyone knew where we'd end up today. Uh, but, but there were some initial warning signs. And so one of the first things we did was, was put out health guidance uh, that we got you know, we, we used all the Centers for Disease Control. We, we went and really looked at all of the different official guidance that was out there uh, from, from state, local, federal governments, and we consolidated that. Sent it out to employees, made sure they had the information, and really just reinforced best practices. So that was really kind of step one. Um, you know, not long after that, uh, it became clear that, that travel, you know, might be something that we wanted to restrict. And so we put on the first, reiterated all of the guidance around, hey, good hygiene, social distancing, you know, wash your hands, all the things that we now know. Uh, and we really put on a, a travel restriction. So we reiterated the, the, the message around personal safety, but then also kind of stepped it up and, and limited our travel. 
And then the third phase really, which is where we are now, was once things got you know, much more serious and, and more critical, we adopted a primarily remote posture, which means that anyone who could perform their job from home, which for the company is a large portion of us, uh, would, would work remotely. Some people that, that are required to work in our warehouses or do deliveries, they're out there, they got a critical job. Uh, and so we had to make those kind of judgments. Uh, and again, we were following the guidance of the state, local, and federal governments that we, that we uh, operate in. When you look back at your military experience, are there lessons and things that you feel that you are consciously applying now and, and not things that you got from your experience at Bain or doing VC investments or Honeywell, yeah. but are there things that you can directly tie to your military training and experience yeah. that you know you're using now? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think two areas. One uh, is around an adage of you, you train uh, like you're going to fight. And so for us, that's particularly true at, at NWN, where you have a larger organization, a lot of people. In fact, it's, you know, per, personnel-wise, it's about the size of a U.S. Army battalion. So, so it's a pretty similar to the type of organization I worked in. And it's really true that when there's a, there's a crisis situation or you're faced with operating out of a norm, people tend to revert to what they know. And they, they revert to their training. They don't necessarily rise to the occasion. And not because they don't want to, but because it's just so difficult at that time to react on the fly for an entire organization. So you have to really be in that operational mode all the time. And the, the other piece, which is very much related to, to that, uh, is you know, you're giving out this clear, consistent communication to people. You're also operating in this method such that you don't have to create a new way to operate. You don't need to create a new rhythm, like what we would call a battle rhythm in the, in the military. You're already doing that, and you're simply stepping up the intensity of what you already do. And it's incremental change, not a, not a, a broad step change. So the communication piece, I think, was key, consistent, multiple times, has to be the same every time so people get that message because the first one or two, maybe three times, they might not all hear. Uh, and then you're operating in a method that's consistent and you just simply are making incremental step changes of intensity. So what would you recommend for people who are, you know, maybe a little bit frazzled right now and, you know, maybe they didn't have the level of systems that they should have, yeah. either for one of their portfolio companies, their own business, me. Um, so, no, but what would you, you know, when, when you're getting hit from multiple directions here, like, what's your recommendation on, like, yeah. where to go from here? Where to go. I, I think in any organization, and no matter how, how small it is, uh, clear guidance and leadership that's, that's calm and measured, I think is, is really key. And that's another, another, I think, thing you would learn in, in the military where, you know, people will look to, to the leadership in their company. They want to see that you are, you're calm, that there's a plan, and that they understand that plan. Uh, and I think the other thing is that people want to know, you know, how are we going to operate? And so, you know, for example, NWN, our, our uh, message has been very clear that, look, we're going to take all the personal steps that we need to 
to make sure that everyone is safe and our health is absolutely the first concern. But the reality is how we operate isn't going to change. We still have our, our, our customers to deliver for, we have critical things that we're providing and we're gonna continue to operate like we normally operate, but making those tailored changes where you have to. Uh, and so I think that that's the number one thing to do. If, if, you, if you haven't been, if you already haven't had a clear, consistent communication policy in place, it's the first thing to institute right there. And it's, I think, a very natural and easy thing for most companies to do. And the second is you just, you put in place that cadence that says, so even if you haven't necessarily had a clear operational cadence or uh, tempo to, to your organization, well, now's a good time to do that. What you can't do is I think go from zero to 100, right? You kind of have to step that up. And so that's going to be, you know, dependent upon the type of organization. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a daily call, a stand-up call. Um, maybe it's, maybe it's something less than that if, if you already are used to that. Um, for, you know, along a similar, uh, along a similar train of thought, when you look at the mess, uh, the, the, the group of transitioning veterans out there yeah. who maybe they're on terminal right now, <clears throat> or maybe they're six plus months out, or maybe sure. they need something now. Yeah. Um, you know, you've had a successful transition, uh, you, you know, looking, coming out of the army. Um, I don't, I forget, did you go straight to HBS? Yeah, straight to HBS out of the army. Yeah. And, you know, working at Bain, working in at a family office, working at Honeywell, um, and, and now, you know, at a private equity firm, firm, you know, senior operating partner and, you know, being the COO of the largest portfolio company. So you've had a successful transition, but can, um, can you talk a little bit about what your transition was like, you know, yeah. were there difficulties during yeah. that? How did you get through it? And then maybe what are some of the high level principles that transitioning vets can apply? Yeah. And maybe some of the tactical things that they can do right now this week sure. uh, to, to have a smooth transition. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think, you know, and obviously this, this depends on everyone's everyone's military uh, you know experience is is different even though we're all similar um, I think one thing that if you're transitioning today you know you are used to operating in in uncertain environments and I think that's perhaps one of the best qualities that will set you apart and if ever there was a time that it's evident to business leaders who may not have that type of experience in the military you can show them that. And I think it's something that now is a good time to highlight. And you have to do it the right way and, and provide experiences within the military where you operated in, in you know, this uncertain environment, the fog of war, and translate it to something that, that's understandable. Uh, but certainly there are going to be a lot of, of, of opportunities and examples where you could do that. So I think that's one great way to set yourself apart now. Going to be a challenging environment, but, but nonetheless, people will look to bring in leadership that has operated in in tough times uh and i think anyone in today's military certainly has done that uh, so, so the first thing is to kind of communicate to employers that you are familiar with operating in uncertain times absolutely yeah i i think too the other thing is much you know the uncertainty of what's happening what's going to happen uh 
makes people really uneasy today. And I think another experience or capability that most military leaders are going to bring is you, you have experience in bringing a sense of calm to an organization, uh, performing under high stress situations. Uh, and so not just your own ability to operate in an uncertain environment, but really more your ability also to, uh, you know, to establish a sense of, of calm that it's, you know, you're going to take the measures that are necessary, but that the business is going to continue to operate. Uh, and everyone, you know, clearly, again, back to what we talked about earlier, clearly communicating constantly, consistently to people uh, and then having in place the structure that they need uh, so that, that everyone can continue to really function. And they, and they get a better sense of, uh, you know, yeah, there's a lot of chaos out there in the world, but I know what I have to do and I know what we're doing as a company. I think that that can't be underestimated. I think those two points are spot on for kind of high level guiding principles. Yeah. And now let's get down to the specifics. Yeah. You know, someone who is, they have to find something right now. Yes. And with everything that's going on in the high line, headlines, you know, what, what is the plan that they can execute on right now um, to help them transition? Yeah. So you know, I think in the, in the nature of you don't always get to pick your industry. Now's a good time to look at industries that are going to need that kind of leadership and might be, might be looking to hire those kinds of people. Um, it, it can be difficult in some sense because you might be going into a, an industry or, or a segment that uh, you might not have considered before, but now's the time when your particular expertise is particularly valuable. I think you have to go in knowing that, though, that you're taking on a challenge, right? And, and you're bringing yourself into that, into that kind of an environment. But that, that's what differentiates you, potentially. Uh, I think looking at the types of industries that, again, I, you know, my, my take here is that um, although this is very serious, it, we're going to see the, the coronavirus impacts eventually are going to, things will subside back to normal. May still be ongoing economic impacts because there is a, a bit of a shock to the system right now. But just thinking about, okay, given that, given that that is the case, where are the kind of industries where I might see some, where I might see some growth as well? And it, and it could be, um, you know, areas such as we're in uh, at NWN, well, which are around technology and communications and, and enabling workers to, uh, to get the job done uh, from any, any scenario, any situation, office, home, mobile. Uh, are there so some other industries that might be interesting to look at? Such as healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, healthcare, healthcare could be products, could, healthcare could services. Be yeah, I think I I think too. You know, I worked a lot in the aviation safety uh, industry, and I think in general uh, that looking at things from a, a more of a safety perspective and thinking about thinking about being prepared and emergency preparedness. Uh, could be an area that sees a little near-term growth, certainly, in the, as companies have realized where their shortcomings are, where they were ready, where they weren't. Uh, and again, I think that that's a great place where if you're transitioning out of the military, you probably have some really recent and relevant experience that you can bring. Uh, and so another, maybe another good place to look. And, and that, that makes me think of a very uh, specific way that transitioning vets can get in front of employers, which is hey, I just spent 10 years doing this particular thing. I really understand crisis. Can I just do a lunch and learn next 
can I do a lunch and learn this Friday for you? Yes. Yes. No better time to go right at, now. Hey, can we do a Zoom interview? Can we do a WebEx? Can we do a conference call? And just say, like you and I are doing right now, and just say, hey, you know, I, I think I've got some experience. Let me share it with you. Would really appreciate the time. And, and I think as busy as and in crisis mood, perhaps, as some people are, I think they'll all find the time or, or you know, certainly – what, what and it's a great thing that CEOs and, and managers can offer to their teams. This Here's yeah. a transitioning veteran who came from a unique background. They have right. five to 10 years of experience. They're yes. going to do uh, a 30-minute talk about their experience, and then we're going to do Q&A for 30 minutes. Right. Um, you know, one, I, it, uh, the vets out there, this is a great time to get in front of people. Um, so I'd actually kind of flip the mentality that it is yeah. it is not, an, you know, oh, shit, what's happening? Yes, it is that, but you can be valuable here. Uh, and the second thing is you could probably even charge for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's certainly the case, you know, if you, if you, uh, if you really have that, that, that true direct experience and, and you might, right. Depend, you have to look critically at yourself and your own military background and who you're going to talk to. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it, it could very well be that, that uh, what you have is, is valuable in, as a consultant right now, uh, not even as a, as a full-time hire. Um, so I, I think that's certainly the case. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I think we've covered a fair amount of ground here. We've talked about where, you know, where you are at with NWM and your, your, the high level of your career overview. We've talked about um, the lessons that you've applied uh, from your military experience to what you're experiencing now. Um, and then we've talked about some, you know, very uh, high level as well as very, specific things that transitioning veterans uh, can, can apply. Um, do you have any kind of concluding thoughts uh, and just kind of, you know, leading in, in times like this for either your portfolio uh, or just kind of broadly speaking, any kind of yeah. concluding thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, when you, when you think about what you learned in the military, a lot of it has to do with, you know, getting down to the, to the critical information and disseminating that information in a timely manner, right? And, and I think to me, that's probably the number one sort of concluding thought. I think if ever there was a time to take that lesson, certainly we did this at, at New State. You know, we, we, we put together, you know, a status on each of our portfolio companies, key elements that we wanted to know. And it wasn't at a lack of confidence that our CEOs and, and leaders at those companies weren't doing it. It's just about getting that information because then what you can do is one, you can, we can communicate that out and two, you can start sharing those best practices, but it all comes down to, you've got to, you know, you've got to know what you're looking to get, understand the status and, and then be sure that then where you see those, those, those connecting dots, you're able to help facilitate that. Uh, so, you know, again, I think anyone in the military probably spent a lot of time in some kind of operations center looking at status boards up there, uh, but not always something that, that companies do. Um, but nonetheless, it's a, it's a great uh, basic, basic skill, basic lesson that anyone can apply and I think is really effective, especially in a time like now. So get the this information out, <laughs> get the status, communicate clearly. And, uh, you know, like I said, if you, uh, communicate that in a calm, clear manner uh, goes a long way. Awesome. Mark, appreciate the time. Awesome. Thanks, Jordan.